Should we disclose that? That our whole lives are paid for by Audible.com already? No, I don't think we should disclose that. <laughs> Conflicts of interest. The entertainers would like to disclose one giant conflict of interest. Jeff Bezos actually tells us exactly what to say. So He might delay our uh, shipment of nail polish another month. Well, I already came, so. <laughs> Who's got the power now, Jeff? Jeffrey. All right. Arguably, what we, we could have painted our nails a month ago because he did send us exactly the nail polish and the nail remover and none of the things that make it easier or funner. Mm. More fun. Excuse me. He said the bare minimum. See, Jeff Jeff knows this. He paints his own nails, so he was like, he, he looked at an order and said, oh, you know, this is, uh, he these, these are important people, so... Like, normally this whole thing would take one month, but I'm going to just send the, the bare minimum, you know, just we in case. We get the Bezos bump. We get the Bezos bump. So, uh, I, I mean, everyone will be listening to this podcast, I'm for sure. Literally uh, everyone. And just, and we just want to tell you, it's it's because of the Bezos bump. Like, you've you've, you've been bumped. You you got bumped. Sorry. <laughs> Bezos has installed this in your phone. Uh, you know, that, that Amazon shopping app you use to get three cents off your purchase at Whole Foods. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually downloading podcasts that Bezos himself picks, and uh, in fact, you'll be required to listen to this podcast before you get your next uh, three cents back at Whole Foods. Yeah, think think about think about all these companies, all these apps you use: Overcast, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts. Take all those letters, add Whole Foods, rearrange them. What do you get? What do you get, Grant? What what <laughs> word do you get? I. I have literally no idea what you could possibly create. That's not enough letters in there. Amazon's in charge. That's what it. That's what it spells. <laughs> you take the to get the Z. You put the N on its side. So that's. Oh, that was a trick. That yeah. was. A trick. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. I hard. had the. I had the one hundred and seven letters from all those companies, but mm-hmm. I did need to put the N to the Z to. You had. To get it. Well, I, I forget what it was. What was I'm so sorry to bother you, but please help me. I'm stuck on this island. That would be great. Oh, I don't have enough rocks to make the last letter. No one will save me. Mm. Drunk bump. Joke. I have this picture on my desktop of me holding a test tube, and I was supposed to send it to a professor uh, a week and two days ago. Here's my question. Is it too late to send it? Well, I have to say, this does remind me. So, at the uh, in the uh, science center at my school, uh, they have posters, as I assume. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one does. Science center at every school has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they would have little photos of the undergrads and a little paragraph they had to write about themselves. And I was completely mortified of having to write a paragraph <laughs> of myself for these posters because when you're Twenty nothing. You have absolutely no idea who you are, and your personality is just a combination of what you've stolen from other people. Mm-hmm. And I was genuinely concerned that the worst part of scientific research would be having to come up with a one paragraph description of why my life had meaning. <laughs> that's definitely. I mean, that's the worst part of life. Um, uh, yeah, Grant, I'm gonna put you on the spot, and I'm gonna ask you, please, please, tell us one paragraph about yourself oh, that describes. Oh, you and your research background, your interests, uh, your your love, any love affairs that you've had, uh, <laughs> your uh, re- fe- record of felonies, please <laughs> please include those. Um, what about the, there's a statute of limitations, so I have to include the ones I did more than ten years ago. I uh, know. 
That's ridiculous. For the listeners, I am in fact 24, so uh, I don't have many memories that go back more than 10 years, but um, stop me from getting into trouble. In addition, please list any job experience that you've had, um, and uh, please uh, please tell me the square root of 2 to 9 billion digits. Oh boy, you might get a 4. <laughs> I do think it's 1.41472. No, 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 no. It's uh, 1.4142135. Uh, this I, is the difference between science and engineering. Is, uh, how much you know about <laughs> square root of two? <laughs> right. Uh, wait. Uh, is 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 the square root of two? Does that have to do with engineering? Does anyone use that? Uh, I think it might be important. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing you need to include in your in your in this one paragraph response. Um, please, please also include the. The number of times you've used the square root of two, and no, you cannot say you've used it the square root of two number of times. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're talking about what the thing that bothered me the most, and maybe we're gonna have to take down our sacred cow of Undertale, which is, of course, the greatest video game, greatest piece of art, and possibly greatest single achievement in human history. The greatest cow of um, all time, for sure. Yeah. If we're gonna, well, we're gonna have to desacredize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't do what bothers me in video games uh, when you walk diagonally. They didn't recalculate the x and y movement so that your x movement was a little like your so that your like movement in the diagonal direction is the same as your normal walking speed. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't recalculate it, so you actually move a lot faster when you're walking diagonally. And you know, in the several tiny games that I've made so far, I do try to make sure that that sort of thing isn't doesn't show through, and that involves a lot of square roots. So. Just, just some extra work to make the user experience a little more natural. Do you know that part of Half-Life 2 where you can walk backwards and uh, go really fast? Uh, I do have to confess that I have played very little Half-Life 2. More uh, of a portal person. You're so. more of a portal. It's also a portal bug. It's just a... It's, it's a, it's a HL2 underscore OS 10 oh, bug. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um... Yeah, you can walk backwards and uh, shift jump, and you go from one state to another in a fraction of a second. And by state, I mean literal, like, like Rhode Island level state. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you were talking state mission state. But you're no. talking United States of America state. United United States of America. Finite state. states of America. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm waiting your one paragraph response, Grant. No, one paragraph response. Do you remember all the things? was <laughs> a student of physics at Wesleyan University. Mm-hmm. In his free time, he likes to play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Like, really, just a lot of video games. Yeah. But he also did other things. Mm-hmm. Oddly, mostly dance-related for some reason that he's still trying to figure out. This boy likes to dance. This boy loves, this white boy loves to dance. Uh, I did a fire spinning club Mm -hmm. for about three weeks before I got completely overwhelmed by my freshman year 100 level classes. Is that a Uh, felony? (laughs) No. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's uh, I can't think of the one. They should, they should, they should fix that. They should make that a <laughs> That's, that's dancing. No, fire, fire dancing. Look, if you're, if you're, if you can conjure fire spirits out of the thin air, I think you should not be allowed to do that. Or you're the son of God. I mean, I feel like the world tends to react into one of two extreme ways. You're either a witch or the son of God. So. Mm-hmm. And it really dep- the the big kind of factor really is like, fire, are you are you do you have a penis or not? Like that's yeah, that's exactly. really what people yes. care about. People people want that D, Grant. Okay. Well, they respect. I mean, they they have a lot of respect for the D. Yeah. Uh, Praise the D. Yeah. Um, does uh, that mean that 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 the Christian God is really a penis? Of course, it's all that. Yeah. The yeah. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's the right. shaft, the head, and the two balls. Right. It's, I mean, it's all there. Just read a book. No, Grant. Father, <laughs> Son, Holy Spirit. The real Holy Trinity. The dick, the sperm, and the fetus. Yes. Life begins at the dick. Right. <laughs> it's your, your controversial opinion. Um, if you don't masturbate, you're literally killing people. Yeah, I mean. Wait, no. Can't yeah, that. yeah, no, because life starts at the starts at the vast difference. Yes. Well, it starts before. I mean, because sperm takes what, like, three months to grow. Like, it, I mean, it starts three months before masturbating. Right. If you don't, if you aren't constantly time traveling and masturbating three months ago to kill your current sperm before it starts, then you're just killing children. You're an amoral baby killer. You're an immoral. You're just, frankly, no moral system could save you. It's, like, yeah, not indefensible, I think. All right, so so that's your paragraph. You, you're no, fired. Was that a paragraph? Uh, was, dancing. dancing. Did some uh, ballroom dancing uh, that started out uh, with about 50 people on the first day and was down to about three people on, like, the third day. Um and then he oh, stopped right. doing that. And then a year later, tried to start a few other things, which he only went to one or two meetings for, of before deciding that those two would be too much time. Those included mock trial mm-hmm. and debate club, mm-hmm. uh, both of which I did one tournament of, and then said, uh, actually, uh, there's no way that I could do this and uh, continue to remain a student. Actually, uh, fuck this. Yeah, actually, exactly. <laughs> Justin McElroy. Justin, yeah. big, big boy goes, when, when are we going to invite spiders and Spider-Man into our house? And <laughs> it's a bad idea, only far too late. Look, look, Grant. Spiders? What, what, what's not to like about them? All right, they've got eight legs. That's, humans have two. That's six more. You could. There's a lot more. Think of that. If, if one spider runs a marathon. That spider has just run the equivalent of eight human marathons, okay? The thing about spiders is that even the non-poisonous ones are pretty bad, like tarantulas. If their barbs get, like, stuck in your skin, it can cause, like, really bad side effects for, like, years. So mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't think it's out, out of the realm to just say, uh, actually, spiders, uh, zero of them in my life is the correct amount. Thank, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Here's what please I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking, Grant. What do you think? And here's what I think. 
I think, just, all right. It's just you and me. Everyone's had that experience. You know what I'm talking about. You go to the door. You're, you've, you've gone to Amazon. You've, you've found, you've found that, that bag of dried vegetable dates that you really want. That's what you're into right now, right? You found it. You ordered it. You're waiting. You're sitting outside. You're checking the door every day, every, every other hour. You go to the door and you see, are my dates here? You go. You gotta go to door to check for your date. Gotta go to door to check for your date. Um, yeah. That's how it used to be. I mean, nowadays people just set it all up online, but right. it used to be that you just had to trust that your date would be there. At the door. Be at the door. Yeah, it's it's a hard world, but um, you go to the door. You leave for an hour. You gotta go to the bathroom. You got other. You're all dressed up. You're all dressed up. You're in your suit. <laughs> of course. I only <laughs> dropping a hot one. Dropping a real hot one. Something. You're a little wrestling at the door. You're like, that's probably like the wind or something, right? You go to the door. You see a man running down the street with your bag of dates in his hand. How can you prevent this? This is Amazon package theft. It's a real deal. All right? I have only heard about it. I don't think this is their habit to me, but I do, I do believe that there are strange men running mm-hmm. packages. Just well, Grant, absolutely infesting the nation. Absolutely infesting the nation. We... We have a solution. We've got Bezos on our side. We can use our Bezos bump here. Our Bezos bump. Our Bezos bump. We put tarantulas on every package. Mm-hmm. Now, that, now you're thinking. Yeah, put tarantula barbs. Put uh, some of the other nasty, just, just absolutely nasty stuff that spiders can do, even if they're not poisoning you. Fire? Let's put fire there. Fire? Oh, there's definitely some flamethrown spiders out there. I mean, yeah. A burnt tarantula. Okay. So what's this podcast actually about? This podcast is about us figuring out things to do to further our creative endeavors and engagements in the time of coronavirus, where everyone is stuck with their immediate immediate family members and only digital contact with everyone else. And so we decided we would combine them. Our immediate family members and only digital contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is our podcast. Should we talk about what happened last Friday? When we were All hanging right. out. We were hanging out. A few beers. A few beers with the boys. A few boys. A few beers deep. A few boys. A few beers deep into a Friday night. We had just watched Community. The episode Ladders. Was it Ladders? I think it was Ladders. Or was it after ladders? No, it, it might was... have been no. I think it was this one after that. What was that called? Uh, I can look it up, but if you want to tell the story, as if you know it. All right, you're talking about. Nate, the I'm going to call this episode. Uh, Britta. Britta s- sucks and should really just take money from her parents. Um, that's what I'm going to call that episode, and at the end of the, the episode, episode was in fact named lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care. Postnatal care. There you go. Postnatal care. Postnatal care. Certainly in need, need of some postnatal. Post postnatal care, I would argue. Yes. But post postnatal. So we were watching post postnatal care, and post the post postnatal care episode, there was a advertisement for Gremlins, uh, but the Portuguese edition, and in it they Chichu, had. Chichu. Chichu, chichu. 
the little gremlins they had really weird rules they were like i don't if you if you if you touch it after midnight you're gonna die but if you feed them after 2 a.m you're not gonna die but if you like give them a if you smack them with a ruler at uh, 3 a.m you are gonna die and we're like this is ridiculous who would watch this thing and then we realized there's an actual movie called real gremlins for real it is in fact a real movie. Cool. I will say I have heard about this movie. I had sort of I not to not to presage our, our analysis of that particular film, but uh, I did hear about this movie several other times, just in general as one of these, you know, on the level of Star Wars and Indiana Jones of just like you know sort of movies that people who are into watching movies for entertain for you know into really looking for entertaining specifically movies to watch that this was perhaps even quite quite the entertaining uh popcorn movie yeah i mean we were we were hoping for some harry some harry ford here you know some yes. some indiana some jones some Harrison ford, yes maybe some, yeah some some big name some uh some real some real flash on this spectacle on this spectacle so uh we were gonna watch it uh, we were gonna watch the real Gremlins after having watched Community spoof of it. We're like, there's no way this. And was then like searched it. on Amazon Prime Video for a movie called Gremlin, yeah, uh, which was a third movie, not uh, Portuguese Gremlins from Community, and not uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, classic uh, Gremlins, but <laughs> Gremlin, uh, a movie mm. about some rednecks who bought a box. That killed anyone who looked at the box. Yeah, it kills anyone who looks at the box, and the only way to get rid of the box is if you if you give it to somebody that you love. Yes, of course. Which is, you know, what that's kind of a moral dilemma right there. It's like, you kill yourself. That's what we're talking about. I almost, I mean, uh, maybe I'll just say it right now. Gremlins, I thought, was quite, quite a bad movie. Um, but Gremlin actually sounds kind of interesting compared to it now. I almost wish we'd watched that. So why was Gremlins a bad movie, Grant? I think it was, I mean, this might just be my opinion on every movie, because uh, I do know that there are a large group of people that are have basically the same one opinion about movies, but my problem was the script and the plot and the writing. Uh, <laughs> okay. I realized, no, I was going with the different jokes. No, it's writing. It's screenplay. It's people, they're, they're, I'm a screenplay purist. Uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this movie had maybe one and a half total plot points and i don't think it needed to take two hours to say any of it and i don't think the action scenes really filled the time very well i think it was essentially just kind of boring i agree i think here's what i think i think that steve our friend steve good old steve good old steve steelberg he liked. He's got. He's got big dick energy, right? He <laughs> he wanted to show off his wonderful, uh, like special effects ability that he had developed and all his little tiny little Furby puppets that he made, and he wanted to show them off as much as possible. And he built a plot that could show off these little puppets that he made as much as possible. That's what. The movie That's really the thing. They like. didn't really. Yeah, it did. It felt like they were maybe trying to do that. I guess, but. It seemed like a lot of the shots were like the puppets like sitting in chairs at the movie theater or like, you know, hiding in the dark. Like they didn't even show off the special effects that they had worked on. Uh, yeah. 
really to any uh, any novel extent anything more than just hey look at these uh, puppets we made actually don't look at them because a lot of these scenes are dark and they're hiding from you <laughs> <laughs> I think they yeah it's it's hard because like we're here in the future right and we we have you know amazing special effects we could recreate Carrie Fisher if, uh, even though she's completely uh, dead entirely dead um, and like these guys are working with like little furry puppets so like i it's i feel like it would be a much better movie if we were at the time and we were like we didn't we had never seen anything like this on the movies before but you know like i feel like a lot of the impact factor of this movie might have just been that it was new right that no one had ever seen anything like this i do think about that i mean i guess that's why i would say I, I care about the writing so much is because I think that that's the sort of thing I think definitely with writing that you can tell when it comes out. Uh, I think writing on movies is probably the thing that opinion changes the least. Like an old movie, I think the writing people probably stay constant. I think you're right. Special effects, the opinion can sort of change mm-hmm. uh, because you know those are more relative and you know, I don't, maybe there was, there's some, been some innovations in writing or something like, you know, when Sophocles invented, like having a third character in his plays or whatever, and all the people in Greece must have like freaked out because it's like, you yeah. can't write plays with three characters, they can only have two. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there have been innovation points in writing as well, but I would say in general, that's a little more static, but, but with, with special effects and set design and things like that, you know, there are advances and so you can get a little lost in the you know for oh for its time it was you know better or worse than people were even expecting yeah it's it's really a good thing that steven learned from his mistakes and and never never did that again um (laughs) ever at all ever never made a movie again that was based a lot on special effects special effects so much on any of the (laughs) The plot of things. <laughs> yeah, the plot of the characters. <laughs> yeah. This, he's, a, he's a reflective man. He's a really reflective guy. Okay. Um, so, real big thumbs down on Steven. Sorry. I have to say, I did, I, I even even right up until we watched it, watching that fake Portuguese community trailer did have me really excited. The scene in the church when the guy has his full-on Spanish guy in an action movie costume on, and he's blunderbuss blasting a bunch of little puppet monsters in a church at midnight, and then a big gay rainbow comes in through the window. I was really excited. I was like, I mean, surely this was, surely this is some of this must be in this in this movie. But I I feel like, and even the level of mystery, like the the those shots they showed of the Portuguese gremlins, like there was like a bell chime and their lights would, their eyes would light up and they would have this really dramatic moment between the changes. I was all geared up for this like mysterious, like Cloverfield style, like not explaining everything, but nope, they just explained it's exactly the rules. The science teacher tells the kid 10 minutes in, don't feed him after midnight and don't pour water on him. And those are the two rules and there's no mystery. So you were talking about rainbows and stuff. Yeah, you were, you, you were talking about Mr. Musketeer, man. Mr. Musketeer. Yes. Who was in the church. Um, and he had striking similarity to the old Chinese man who sold the gremlin mm, to everyone. Did, yes. I believe they were, I, I believe if I'm reading my, 
uh, by uh, three second throwaway joking community uh, reference to a very popular movie analysis, right? I do believe he was supposed to be the parallel of that old Chinese man. Yes, I think, yes. But, you know, I was expecting, because in the community trailer, the old man was, like, sitting in a chair, rocking back and forth, and he had, like, a musket out, and he seemed to be, like, a badass. Exactly. But, but this guy yes. in the movie was so disappointing. He was just sort of, like, sat there and, like, let this, like, old man who had, like, what, like a razor thing that squirted cream cheese at people? Like, he... A worse Swiss Army knife? Yeah, yeah he was, claimed to be an inventor, and he had de-invented whatever the word for taking something that already exists and making it worse is whatever that is mm-hmm. that's really what it is mm-hmm. that's the uh that's the opposite of a basis bump um, um right so i was very excited i was excited to see this this like old bearded man blind bearded man come in in the middle of the movie and just do just fuck shit up like just of course me too yes, just like exactly. Take some gremlins, you know, squeeze them out for all their juices and put them on some popcorn, munch, munch, munch in the theater as everyone blows up. You know, I was expecting that. I was sorely disappointed when all this old man did was sat as this inventor dude stole his only pet, which was like a menace to society. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And then came back at the end of the movie and said, give give back. I want it. And some very dark, a very uh, non- uh, non-entertaining, non-frankly, uh, uh, quite pessimistic message at the end of uh, the fact that you can't handle gremlins proves that all of American society is corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, your society uh, can't handle these little baby monsters. Uh, you're on the verge of collapse. I mean, and I, th- I think if we look at where we are now, maybe he wasn't so wrong. Like he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can conclude that from just. There's little gremlins. Mm. Actually, okay, yes. wait, another thing. So, who, we never found out who strung the dog up in the, at the beginning of the movie, right? Because there was this, there was this old, there was this lady, right? Who, like, threatened this kid who had the dog. And yes. uh, it was like, I'm going to kill your dog, which is like, you can't do that, first of all. This is a ritual lady. This is America. I guess I mean, you I think do that. She was... She was, I think that was a power move. I think she was saying, I'm old and definitely don't have any of my family cares about me anymore. So, but I do have a lot of money. So I'm going to uh, take it out on this poor kid who's just working his little bank job so he can go to the bar with his girlfriend. Yeah. She's got big dick energy. Sure. No, small dick. She's got, I have nothing to, nothing to remember me by or prove my existence or anyone to defend my value as a person. So. Grant, what is big dick energy? Can you... What is big dick energy? I think it's basically just confidence. I think it's uh, an aloofness. It's it's uh, really any sort of... Any any, uh, any any personal gift someone has, you know, intelligence or attractiveness. Just the, the confidence that someone who is well endowed in any, any specific area... In any endowment, uh, yeah. Any, I mean, I do think that it's it really is a, a general phenomenon. I think people are right to apply it to, to use it as a metaphor for other things. Which U.S. Uh, so state, say, Grant? Which U.S. Which U.S. state? Which U.S. state has okay. has the biggest See, dick energy? Not, 
you know, you might say something like, well, New York, because they're so, but that's, that's almost, I would say that's small dick energy. That's, uh, they got to define themselves by something other than, uh, you know, any, anything that naturally came to them. They're very, they're always trying to prove themselves. They're always mm-hmm. trying to, uh, you know, not quite insecure, but, um, but definitely not secure. Maybe, maybe insecure. Maybe, maybe, maybe in fact, just insecure. So we're looking for a state. We're looking for a state that has no natural resources, but just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Actually, no. No, 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 no. By your definition of big dick energy, this has to be a state that's got, it's well endowed. Yeah, if we're talking resources. countries, we're, we're talking about Dubai or something like that. Some no, no, it's just got a bunch of oil mm-hmm. and just, ha- and literally no other redeeming qualities. <laughs> but this doesn't give a shit. Yes, doesn't give a shit. Isn't, doesn't even, really isn't even concerned about establishing an identity outside of that very finite resource. Um, so which U.S. state is that true for? Which U.S. state? I mean, I want to say, I do kind of want to say California, just in terms of the just complete not caring what, what other people think uh, kind of vibe that you get, that you can only find in, in California, I think. So what's their natural resource? What are they well endowed with? Um, I think that's a good question. I guess they have Silicon Valley, so their resource is just, they care so little about anything that they're willing to make these evil companies that make them a bunch of money. Good. Their resource is sad. Their resource <laughs> they is sand. sand and they're like, yeah, we so can they can make, make chips out of sand. Exactly. forever. Yes. Of course. Uh, okay. So anyway, this lady is is in the California of ladies. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. She's small again. She, she's like she's the New York of ladies. She's always trying to prove herself. She's mm. got no no inherently redeeming qualities, and true. therefore has to always constantly be, be proving herself. Mm. Okay. So she's got New York energy. This New York yeah. energy lady. She's got New York City. Just walk past you vomiting on the street because they got to get to their meeting. Energy. That's true. They do do that. So, this lady, right? She gets attacked by this dog, right? And she's like, I do have to be up. If I'm being a hundo with you, I don't remember what happened to the dude's dog. I do remember threatening his dog. I don't remember literally anything else about the dog. This lady who's got New York energy, here's what she does. Well, we don't know what she does, but she threatens to, like, you know, kill this little canine, um, right? And so we see later in the movie that this dog, for some reason, is hanging from the side of the building, of the side of his house. Like, it's just, it's just like Christmas lights. Did she kill the dog? No, the dog is still alive. Doesn't the dog, like, save the day at the end of the movie? Oh, yeah. Like, jumping in the window of the... Spoilers, by the way. This, uh, if anyone is, uh, we should just say no, <laughs> no particular uh, barriers or boundaries about uh, what you know what specific plot points we're going to talk about. But yes, at the very end, uh, our, our our hero, our charismatic, well developed, uh, well rounded, flawed but uh, ultimately triumphant hero, uh, is stuck in a department store with a bunch of random nonsense, just completely losing its shit all around him. And a very evil little puppet chasing him around. 
uh, and he is saved, I believe, by his girlfriend, though. It it uh, is, it, it, it yeah. And maybe the dog was also there, and I just continue to not retain any memory of what happened to that dog after he was uh, threatened by the by the by the nasty woman. And that final scene in the department store when all the toys are freaking out is eerily similar to uh, the climax of Toy Story 2. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a bit of a conspiracy going on here. I think Ed, Ed Catmull, uh, may have stolen some of this. You heard of your first kiddos. Ed Catmull had stolen the plot of Toy Story 2 from Gremlins. Outraged. I'm absolutely outraged. Um so, so that's that's another discovery. But, but what I what I was what I was trying to say would have been trying to say for like thirty minutes <laughs> is that this this dog this this dog ended up like strung from the outside of this house, right? Um, and we're left to question because we don't yet know that the gremlins are evil, right? We just know that there's this old hag who's like trying to kill this dog and they're like oh it's probably her um but there's no footprints outside and my question is like what's was it the gremlins or was it her like i think it was the gremlins but what also confuses me is like when do the gremlins become mischievous right because for some reason when they suddenly uh became like goblins or whatever, they got really mischievous and ran around town doing like really weird stuff. But I like, think that's the feed them after midnight. I think that's what makes them eat. They get right. They come, they're they're little tiny hamsters, and then you feed them after midnight, and they go in their uh, egg sack pods, and they become little devils. Now I think what but what but the but what happened is like the 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 dog hanging happened before they turned into the monsters. So are they monsters beforehand too? Here's what I think. No, I think the lady was working with the gremlins. I what? think she doesn't like any of the people that live in the town. And I think uh, just some of the, just the way that the gremlins were able to, to really just take over that town in, I believe, a single night. Uh, I think she and maybe some other, she's maybe a figurehead for some of the more misanthropic in, inhabitants of that town who, you know, may have, in fact, been working with the gremlins the whole time. Mm, I see. Okay, so that little that little shit in the Chinese man's shop, right? Little kid. That that mm, kid. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a random kid. Like that wasn't his yeah. son or anything. That was a like no. plant sent from this town to like wreak havoc. Like this old lady. I think there's sides here. Yeah, I think there's there's two sides here, and we got to figure out. You know, uh, are these uh, loyalists or rebels? You know, it's this is a wow, a real. Uh, both sides of the, of the of the divide going on here, dude. This movie runs deep. This is daughter. This <laughs> is daughter. This is uh, deeper than I thought. Um, okay. Maybe if you just shoot two hours of anything happening, you can come up with random explanations for how it might all have transpired. Um, can we also talk talk about how Mike Ermintrout was in this movie? He was in this movie, and he was also in Community. Mike Ermintrout. Was in this movie. The I actor. totally forgot about that. And maybe literally all of America forgot about that. Cause... You know, I can never remember the actual actor's name. Oh, it's um, uh, Hickey. It's um, nope. Professor Hickey. That's his name. His name is <laughs> Professor Hickey. His name. First name Professor. I can't remember Hickey's first name. His first name is Professor, I have to assume. And 
obviously uh, Buzz. to be correct. Buzz. Buzz Hickey. Buzz Hickey. Yeah, Buzz Hickey was in the movie. All right. What's his real name? Jonathan Banks. That's it. Jonathan okay. Banks, yes. So Jonathan Banks was in this, and he did not play Mike. He did play a cop. So I'm he thinking, here's the thing. He played a cop, right? In this he movie. He plays a cop in everything. Do you, know, do you know how many cops he's played? He, he took over the role of the old cop in uh, Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, he played Commissioner Gordon in the Batman games. He's like he's like the cop now. But I, I think I think there's some connected history here, you know. I think that I think that Stephen saw a young budding Vince Gilligan, creator of such shows as Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Um, I think he saw a young Gilligan uh, in cahoots. They they schemed together to make Mike Ehrmantraut. All I'm saying is I think that look I think that this police officer in this movie was the police officer who became Mike, right? And mm. that his son died. His son mm. died during the Gremlin incident, which is why he can never talk about it and why no one ever knows why the hell he died, right? Well, I mean, not to... And that, that scarred him for life. edit this out, but I would like to point out that we know exactly he was killed by some other cops. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, or that's what forget. they say. That's what the department says. And then Mike goes and kills some other cops to get back at them for cop killing his cop. Mm. But did he really get killed by the cops? Yeah, maybe it was all his, yeah, maybe it's all rationalization because he, he can't bear the he can't bear the thought that he lost his son to some little just real real monsters. Mm-hmm. The real monsters. Who are the real monsters? Some real little monsters. Right. It's really this old lady. Yeah. It's all her fault. I that's I think that's that's I mean honestly, given given the range of her her position in the story, I, I do think it's a setup for maybe there was some some real uh, real sadistic folks who were just like, no, actually, gremlins are good. I think that's good, actually. <laughs> I think it's good that the whole town gets destroyed. <laughs> Can you please make it so that you don't feed these little hamsters one minute past midnight? They don't turn into absolute goblins. They're not allowed in the town anymore. <laughs> So what's the deal with that one little Furby? Why was he so nice? Why didn't he he refused? To he was eat Spike. Was was he Spike or was Spike one of the leader ones? Spike one was the, the leader. Spike was uh, the embodiment of New York energy. He was compensating oh, yeah, for sure. something, and I oh, think yeah, it was, was the yes. I think it was the embarrassing streak of white hair across his head. Oh, you did hate to see it. Mm-hmm. You did hate to see it. Um, so Spike was big. I but here's the thing. I think that uh, our favorite Mr. Furby, whatever his name was, I don't know. He was big dick energy in, in, in life, in vivo, in in reality. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But he just IRL. IRL. Yeah, he's he's big big dick IRL. Um, he didn't give a shit. He was like, I don't, I don't care i don't need to become a goblin i'm just gonna stay a little furby a little cute furby and you know whatever well he might be the gremlin equivalent of someone who listens to maybe that old chinese man say humanity is doomed and says no i think there's a better future i think he was the gremlin messiah you know and he's like no i don't think gremlins because you could look at it that same other way you could say like gremlins they don't they don't deserve to have a society clearly they're monsters but he's like no i believe in gremlins i believe in in our in our species power to be something more than just frankly 
complete agents of chaos. Right. So my plan is I'm going to kill all of them and be the only one left. Well, that's the thing about idealists. Is sometimes they don't quite understand how the world actually works or have good plans. Or so if if you so like let's extend this to the human race. If you're if you're like interested in keeping the human race going, should we like basic plan should be kill everyone and leave just me, and I'll make sure that no one is shitty ever again. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're talking about like. What might actually work? I mean... <laughs> I mean... That's what this movie is suggesting. Like, that's the philosophical implications of this movie. It's like, the way to deal with the shitty species is to kill all of them. And just yeah. be God. Play God. So, thanks, Steve. Maybe God is relative terms. God is just whoever is the most able to exert power over intelligent species. It's not... God isn't one thing, it's just whoever among the intelligent species is, is capable of exerting the most will. Right. <laughs> who can who can do as much control as possible? That's the God. Yes. Interesting. Wait. Grant. Yeah. That means the old lady is God. Of course. Well, she thinks she's God. That's the question. Like, she's, maybe she's Satan, because she's equally uh willful let's say equally desirous of imposing her will on the world but is a leader of the opposite side is 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 an accelerationist is furthering the cause of uh just sin and uh giving in to to any urge that might happen by you to maybe throw popcorn around in a movie theater and scream really loud which are of course punishable by the worst circle by by Being condemned to the worst circle of hell. Right, which is uh, everyone gives you like a sideways stare and says, uh, "What?" Yeah, like that's the worst. I can't think of any. You know, it's like whatever. You peel your skin off and make mashed potatoes out of it. Fine, whatever. No, that's fair. I'll eat those. That is tiny embarrassments constantly happening to you. Yeah, like what if someone, what if someone walks into the theater, sits down in a seat next to you, and then. Like three seconds later, shifts to the next seat. Oh, like you know, that hurts. Just the worst feel. That compared to your flesh burning off, like, dude, to take it all, like, yeah. burn it, burn it up, fuel the fire of of hell. Like, mm-hmm. I, they need they need renewable energy somehow. Right? I'd like to contribute to that cause. Okay, so. Where's where would you put your thumb? Mm, basically, fully down. I think this is about as bad as a movie with this budget could be, without being like trying to be bad. Just like, just a real waste. I think of, you know, ever anyone's time who worked on this or who watched it. Just really not much of anything going on. Mm-hmm. Some very weak overall moral symbolism. Some characters that didn't even like i think the inventor that like crazy inventor is an archetype that you could steal from and they like didn't even steal like they just (laughs) like you could just like interesting things you can do if you just completely steal that character for like just do it completely stock that they like didn't even do like you can have them come up with some stuff like one cool weapon that the kid gets to use but like literally not even that he just makes dumb things the whole time and it doesn't matter 
He does make the because juicer, he, Grant. He does make the juicers. Makes, and he does he does own those swords that they pull off the wall. Yeah. Like, but that, he's an inventor. Like, literally, like, he can't even come up with something better than a sword for his kid to use. He like, invented the idea of putting things on your wall. What a, what yeah, a genius. Exactly. Of course. Like, the only things that helped in that movie that he made were accidental. Like, the fact yes. that they didn't work was why they helped. Like, the juicer uh, accidentally being, like, a meat grinder. Like, <laughs> he was not intending that. Alright, so Grant gives this thumbs down. I'm going to say thumbs down. I mean, I do, I think we're going to have to, I might have to adjust my scale going forward, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully we don't watch many more movies that are much worse than this. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is about the lowest I have to rate the movie. Mm -hmm. All I know is no one is this good of a movie. And no movie <laughs> can get any worse than this. Uh, it's a spo now it's, uh, it's, I spoil it's a pre-spoiler. That's our next, that's, that's uh, come same time, same place next week, even though we did already watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, We'll be talking about Shrek revealing the secret curtain. Can't it all? Oh, it's, 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 well, I won't. I won't pull back any more than that. It's a breaking. We got more coming down the pipe. We got, we got plenty of time here under uh, coronavirus. So we're under it. We're under, we got we're a big. Under, we're in it. We got a big blanket. We got a big corona blanket. It's keeping we got, us. Well, hopefully, yeah. Keeping us toasty, warm, and uh, sick. Uh, not sick. <laughs> not sick. Right. So Grant gives this a thumbs down. I would. I would give this a thumbs sideways. I would give this a thumbs sideways. I do think it probably will go... I mean, I might just be... Yeah, I think it could go all the way up to the medium. Like, this could... In reality, this is probably about the medium of what movies like this are going to be. But. Here's what we should rate our scale on, Grant. we got to rate it on oven settings. Oven settings. <laughs> so you got... So we get the full... You got the full circle. You got the full thumb circle, all three sixty degrees. You got warm. You got low. You got medium. You got medium high. You got high. Interesting. So where uh, where does this rank? It's it's basically a five star scale, but it's funnier. Yeah. Okay. This is I'd say this is medium low, maybe even a full low. Oh, full low. All right. I would give it a medium, maybe a medium low. You know, I'm like the recipe says. It says it says it says low. But I'm like, you know, maybe needs a bit more heat. Like the cooking advice I've gotten is that uh, everyone would cook better if their ovens only, but if their stoves only went up to medium, and that high is only for boiling water. So, although I do like to use the higher temperatures for when I'm cooking uh, anything in a in a in a tomato sauce, and I inevitably get behind, and I need to uh, cook the meat a lot faster uh, and simmer out some of the water from the sauce. So I do use the higher settings uh, to uh, basically catch up on my. Uh, meat sauce recipes. Sometimes you need a little Bezos bump. Sometimes you just sometimes yeah. I mean, and that's that's the Bezos bump. That's the bump. All right, I give this. Yeah, I would say I would say a a, a medium, maybe a little mm. a little less than a medium, but a good a good solid medium. It was fun to watch. Um, it had some. It wasn't that good. But it was. I'm glad I watched it. If you're, if you have some beer and a friend, uh, you should watch it. If you have a beer, a friend, and you're going to record a podcast based on this and a community episode, I highly recommend watching this. It's a good place to start for that. Um, any other scenario, 
I don't, I haven't been in, so I don't know, but maybe, and if you feel like you should do it, then do it. Otherwise, don't. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Hey, that's a good name. Hello? It's just me. If you can hear this, send send your best joke to Clark to uh, to me. Send it to me. Clark at, at Clark.com. Send now or else. Alright. You're back. back. What were you saying to them? Uh, well, my iPad's at 69%, so that's exciting. That's really exciting. Oh my god, and it's my iPad's at 609. Wait, it's almost at 609. Okay, wait, hold on, we can't start. Um, we need to wait one minute, sorry. Of course, no, I understand. One second. Oh, it's 609, 69, text screenshot. Oh, okay, the more, 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 more okay. important discussion. <laughs> more important yes. oh, This is called 69. Um, so that's gone in the show notes, which we uh, are going to assemble. Yes, of course. It's going to happen. Okay, uh, which came first, the show notes or the show? Still didn't. The show. It. But then where did the show notes come from? Well, they came from a show. Uh, no, it doesn't.